0: And now a word from our sponsors.
1: Now available on Amazon.com in print and Kindle from Sweetie Cat Press, the Who's Who of Emerging Writers 2021, which includes the bios of 128 modern day writers and seven essays by writing influencers. The bios answer the questions. What do they write? Where do they live? When did they start writing? Why do they write? And how you can find out more about them and more. I'm Christopher Bice. I'm the author of a New Age poetry book called Escaping the Darkness, Running From My Dreams. This isn't one of your grandmother's poetry books. Okay, I do some traditional poetry of love, death, and inspirations but I also write about all the insanity hiding in my mind. Come experience the stories that are fleeing a tortured mind. Ride the wave of emotion, fear, shed a tear, find the light, or maybe learn to fear the darkness. We are in the final countdown. Look for my book, Escaping the Darkness, coming this June, and tell your grandma to stay away. Submissions are now open until August 1st for the Sweetie Cat Press Anthology, The Whole Wide World. The submissions should be episodes of no more than 3,000 words and as few as 50 words about the worldwide adventures of Detective Curly Knucklewad and his assistant, Miss Wanda Wowser as they go on a manhunt for the unknown thief of the limp noodle sauce recipe stolen from the secret government food laboratory in San Francisco. Submission guidelines are in the blog section of the Sweetie Cat Press website at SweetieCatPress.com. That's SweetieCatPress.com. S-W-E-E-T-Y-C-A-T-P-R-E-S-S.com.
2: Summertime is here, and the best way to beat the heat is with these great deals at MythMark.com. Join the adventure with sisters Emma and Olivia as they journey through the land of imagination in search of Yoon, the magical unicorn, in David K. Montoya's The Missing Unicorn and the Land of the Zombie Fairies or travel with poet Christopher Weiss as he shares his thoughts on love, death, inspiration, and madness in escaping the darkness running from my dreams. If fantasy romance is more your speed, join Celeste and Merrick as they figure out how to defeat the evil Wren doll while they figure out the plans of the elders in Stephanie J. Vardy's The Chosen. Like comic books, we got them too. Hot off the press is American Smash by Alan Russo and David K. Montoya for 4 dollars Or enjoy our older releases like The Hunter's Exodus for only 2 dollars Also just in time for the summer are these other hot deals. Like Zoe M. Montoya's Uni Whale t-shirt, blue for boys and pink for girls, only 33 dollars Or Lupus Bits the Podcast shirt for $27.99. For all our art lovers, we have something for you too with our prints and lithographs. Check out the Ed Vickford Collection for $15 each or enjoy The Art of Vincent May for $15. We have everything you'll need to stay inside and beat the summertime heat at MythMart.com. For more information, go to www.mythmart.com, call us at 870-557-2612, or email sales at mythmart.com. And now, enjoy this free Jzo Modcast show.
3: welcome everybody welcome to my public life as an american nerd my name is eddie i'm here today with isaac bell and alexa low hi guys how you guys doing good man Uh, for you that don't know them they are um comic book artists and a comic book creator right that's right yeah Uh, metal shade metal shade is the comic book that they uh they make and uh you do also other um, forms of comic books as well, too, right? Yeah, I mean... You, we, you, you've done other covers? Covers, yeah.
4: We do a bunch of variant covers. Yeah. We're really invested in uh, our own projects, doing right. Metal Shade, and she's got an art book coming out.
0: Yep, just for me.
3: Killed by Sexy Ninjas.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Is that what it's called? Killed by Sexy Ninjas, or is that...
0: Uh, yeah, probably.
3: <laughs> it's the working title for now. <laughs> cool
0: like drawing sexy ninjas
3: no metro shade that's your that's your own creation yeah that's yeah. that's something we came up with together and
4: uh we've uh, produced two issues so far and uh we're working on another issue hopefully we'll be launching a kickstarter campaign for that one in like august september so and that's going to be issue 0 so we're going to go back and uh you know give a little more context for the first story arc uh, with an issue zero. So
3: sort of like a prequel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And the the, the other two, you released primarily on Kickstarter. Yeah. How'd that go?
4: Yeah. It went well. So let's see, uh, the first issue, well, we averaged like over 600 backers per per issue. So it's a good start for us.
0: You know, we didn't know what to expect. I mean, we thought we, that thought we were kind of like nobodies in a way.
3: I pulled up your... Uh, Oh, okay. your website. Here's your yeah. website. Yeah. And, 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 and it has.
4: This lady right here uh, designed our, our website and she uh, builds our uh, Kickstarter campaigns and all that stuff. So that's why it looks so nice and professional.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Ikira Kairi is the name of the studio, correct? Yeah. Akira, Akira. Akira. Kirai. Akira Kirai. And then you have your. Uh, I think I'm on issue two, but if you hit here on comics. Uh, you find issue one here. And look at this great artwork. Now, you are the um, the drawer. or I'm the drawer, and uh, she's the uh, colorist. And you guys collab together. How long have you been uh, working together?
0: Since 2017.
4: Yeah. Yeah, t- since 2017, we started collaborating on... Uh, we started off with... I, I did a drawing uh, that she painted over. And, uh, from there, like it just, it was, uh, it just fit really well. My lines and her colors fit really well. So yeah, we kept it going. So
3: can you give us a little brief, uh, introduction into creating a comic book, how it gets started, who does the writing, who does the artwork, who does the coloring, and then the finished product.
4: Yeah. So, uh, the idea itself, I, You know, when I was a teenager, I was always coming up with uh, comic book ideas. And that's when I came up with the name Metal Shade. And then I've just been kind of in my head over the years, kind of working on the characters, but I never got really far with it until she came along because she does all original content. She has her own characters and stuff that, that she always worked on. So when I met her, she really started encouraging me to actually develop the Metal Shade idea. And then she started helping me uh, develop the characters and the world building. There was, a lo- there was a lot of that before we ever started doing pages. And I did start drawing pages and scrapped a lot of it in the beginning. It just wasn't good enough. She's also the editor. She's the one that's like, they letting me know what's working, what's not.
0: Yeah. He would be kind of frustrating when he would make pages that I thought were really good. And then he would like... Throw white out on top of the whole thing. <laughs> Why? And then over time, I just I would just watch him throw white out on it, and I'll be like, he's going to learn. That was a bad <laughs> idea. But yeah.
4: Kind of laughing at me while I'm whiting out my uh, artwork. But
0: uh, yeah, but I've learned over time to just be like, this is good. Stop. So, <laughs>
3: yeah. no, I see on uh, some of the metal shade covers, Alexa, your name is on some of the variants. Did you yeah. do the Did you do the line work as well as the coloring?
0: Yeah, those ones I just completely illustrated myself. So those two, and then um, that one shiny one right next to them.
4: And it's worth mentioning her variants are always the best sellers in the
3: campaigns. So
0: People like that manga stuff. They really like the manga stuff.
3: The manga stuff. So did you um, start creating... Do you enjoy manga and oh man I just drew a blank do you enjoy drawing manga
0: yeah manga was always my passion for him it was comics growing up for me it was manga so I think I was like nine years old no it was like I was six years old and Pokemon was a thing Pokemon. Okay. and I was really into that and then it wasn't until like middle school There was a girl that was reading manga and I really liked that art style and so I just decided to
3: The word I was trying to get out was anime.
0: (laughs) Anime. Anime,
3: So so you enjoy anime. A lot of uh, your art too, um, Isaac. I see some anime in it as well. Yeah, big time. I'm obsessed with anime
4: and manga. You know, I grew up on American comics, but Mm -hmm. these days I read a lot more manga than American stuff. Uh,
0: Credits to me.
4: Yeah, she (laughs) really got me into it. I'm really hooked on a lot of anime too. My personal opinion, I love comics. That's that's always going to be my heart and soul, but I think the stuff that's coming out right now for my taste, I prefer the manga stuff that's coming out to most of the American comics. So, but there are there are also there are a ton of hidden gems, like hidden treasures coming off of Kickstarter and IndieGogo that I really love. So, you know, there's still great comics uh, out there as well.
3: Looking at your art, you see kind of, kind of a combination of both, the anime and the American style of comic books. You see a, a combination of both with your art, Isaac, and that, that makes your art so different and stand out so much more. I'm looking at it right now, and it's just amazing how you could get the muscles and and the expressions on the face and have a little bit of anime around, around it as well. Well, it's good to hear that because that's
4: definitely what I'm going for sort of hybrid style. Yeah. Yeah. When we started hanging out, I definitely started absorbing some of her style and some of the things she would do. I definitely learned how to, like, draw hair from her. Learned how mm. to draw women from her. As you can see, like, the stuff you pulled up now, like, this is all her art.
3: Yeah. Uh and What I did out. is I, I went to the... I'm at their website now and I, I pulled up their art prints. And this is just... You guys, this is prints. They're not comics. They're prints. Basically... Just stuff that you enjoy drawing,
0: yeah, they're just like pinups and stuff
3: the I one like- that the one that I wanted to show, the one that captured my attention right away, is this harley Gwen print. that one is awesome yeah <laughs> that's a that's a collab between both of us yeah that was that was a fun piece
4: to work on together
3: now, with the coloring isaac do you do you know what colors you want when you're drawing it, and you, you kind of relay that to um, Alexa, or do you just do you just do the line work and say "Go, Alexa." That's yeah. literally
0: what it is. He always kind of like makes me. Think she of-
3: does, yeah. She she
4: makes it look good. In the beginning, I would try to do that. And then the colors just wouldn't be right. Because I can't see it in my head the way she can.
0: He doesn't see in color very much. He sees very much in black and white art. So Because
3: I got got to tell you, you guys compliment each other uh, from your artwork, Isaac. And then just seeing the outcome of the product and seeing those colors, those unusual shades of purples and blacks and dark blues, uh, that brings out so much of the of the the art that you drew is amazing she does a great job
0: thank you yeah
3: thank you and i agree i'm so lucky to get to work with her now when you're growing up doing um reading comic books who was your artist that you would who was your the artist that you enjoyed and the artist that you followed Well, when
4: uh, I started reading comics, I was uh, very young and I didn't really follow specific artists at that age. I didn't get that yet. I was I was a big Thor fan. I was more uh, following characters. But as I started to get into my like preteen years and uh, uh, my early early adolescence, you know, I uh, definitely was all about the early image founders, and I loved like uh, Dale Keown, uh Stephen Platt, Mark Silvestri. Uh, those guys are definitely like top tier for me. Jim Lee, those those were the guys for me.
0: Finch also helped you a lot
3: with your Dave style. Finch. Now, what was your influence, uh, Alexa?
0: Hmm. I really liked an artist named Yu Watase and huh. she did a lot of like really shiny hair and I wanted to draw the hair shiny like that and nowadays I think I look up to artists like I don't know how to pronounce it it's Creon so N. I don't, I don't know Creon
4: on Instagram he's Creon badass Instagram. <laughs> he does
0: these like Uh, He draws a bunch of sexy girls, but they're in really weird positions and you have to know anatomy really well to be able to pull it off. I also like Dan Mendoza's stuff. Yeah. It's a lot of forced perspective that is beyond me. Yeah.
3: When I told Dan Mendoza and Nightmare Lynch that you guys are going to be there, she got very excited and gave me a thumbs up and said, man, I love those guys. Yeah. Yeah.
4: I'm I'm really thankful, you know, Dan and, Nightmare brought us on to do some covers and it's been pretty humbling because they're at another level above, you know, like just where they're at with uh, their books and their careers. And I feel like we like it. I know I've learned a lot from being in their campaign. It's just great to see how they do things. And even before we did something with them, their uh the still ill princess stuff on Kickstarter was probably the main stuff that we were looking at to like figure out how to do because just the way their campaigns are set up is so clean and it's just so cool looking yeah so they're a big inspiration
3: i'm 52 years old and when i first started looking at comic books i was much younger in my my teens and earlier and i stopped collecting comic books up until a few years back and one of the first things I I saw was a book on Amazon and it was zombie trap. It, was, yeah, the, it, it so was good. It was the anthology book. The one that has all, all of the first, uh, original books. And I picked it up and then I started following Dan Mendoza and, uh, I tried to get them on a podcast with me for such a long time Then I finally got them on in August last year. And uh, I seem to think of them as good friends, but I have yet to meet them. So I'm looking forward to uh, seeing them. Now, we're doing an event called Scarefair. They were the first two that I approached with the idea of Scarefair. And then it went on from there. Scarefair is happening on October 30th. Isaac and uh, Alexa, you two are going to be there as well. And we have, um, besides um, Dan and Nightmare Lynch, we have six more comic book artists as well. David Harrigan, yeah. um, uh, J.P. Roth, E. Bass, uh, Eric uh, You Have you worked with him before?
4: I haven't worked with him, but uh, we've met him a few times at different conventions. And I mean, his work is just, you know. Yeah god tier it's amazing
3: yeah he's an amazing artist um we also have um uh, bill mckay as well and bill mckay oh bill mckay yeah bill mckay's gonna be there and so uh we we have one more uh wendy wendy um steen uh Shaden. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah, that that's the lineup that we have for this year. Um. Next year, I'm this is the first time I'm announcing this right now. Next year, because you couldn't be at Scarefair this year, we're going to have a uh, Chad Harden. Cool. So, nice. Yeah, that's a great start for that our next year's event. But yeah, we're we're I I, I reach out to the comic book community because that's what I knew best, and that's who I had the relationship with. And some of you guys, even though they're not horror comics, um, you have that element of putting some horror into your comics. You have you have some that, well, let's see. Uh, here's another one that I like this one right here. It's yeah. OG Shrine. I like that as well. And so those kind of images uh, I, I was thinking of when I was putting together Scarefarer. You comic book artists I had in mind first uh, when doing
4: this. Cool. Yeah. I mean, definitely horror is infused in everything we do. I mean, you'll see a lot of her prints are really dark, psychological, very horror-esque.
0: Yeah. Not the ones that are up on the website, but a lot of my personal art is a lot of psychological stuff.
3: And what gets you there, Alexa? What what influences you to, to draw those images?
0: my brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was always, a. Uh, I grew up in a household where you couldn't really talk about emotions at all. And I always felt very different. And I, I had problems with feeling depression a lot, feeling anxiety, just feeling out of control with my brain and then no one to talk to. I didn't have the coping me- mechanisms. And so over time I just drew what I felt over the years and so I end up drawing some really creepy stuff. I guess my brain is really creepy. Yeah.
3: No, in a good way. Um yeah. did you find yourself like in class doodling a lot?
0: Oh my gosh, I think both of us, but yeah, like all the time. It's funny when the teachers would tell you to stop drawing, you're not going to stop drawing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: What about you, Isaac? Yeah, I was uh, well known for not paying attention in class and just drawing all over my homework. I got in <laughs> trouble for that a lot. It's funny because I, you know, that's the thing that my classmates would remember me for is uh, so, and that's pretty cool. Yeah, you know, same. I'm good with that.
3: Now you, you also have, I'm going to mention this. You have a tattoo of a Ninja turtle. No. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, The Raphael
4: where he's, he's got shredders helmet. on. Right.
3: His right. Were you a big Ninja turtle fan or are you still?
4: Yeah, that's actually, that was like my, so my first love as a really small guy was dinosaurs. And then I graduated into Ninja Turtles. So that was all pre superheroes. So yeah, Ninja Turtles, uh, that was the first like, like uh, you know, comics and animation that I got into. And that was my jam. I was in love. Yeah, that's what started me
3: off. That's cool. Now, who is your biggest um, influence today? Like, who would you like to meet that you haven't met yet. I mean, I'm excited
4: to meet Dan and Nightmare. Like Oh yeah, that's, Matt. Did. That's <laughs> that's awesome, man. And I mean, so thanks to you for, you know, inviting us out and I'm excited for that.
0: Yeah. You know.
3: That's cool. Well, I, um you guys are going to be right next to. Him, so. <laughs> so, and, and so enjoy that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that whole that whole panel is going to um have a ball with the uh, where you guys are positioned. I got some um, I was getting some overwhelming responses for, from other artists and from other vendors, other comic book artists that wanted to join. But because of the venue, um, I did not expect to overpack it. I went over about 14 booths. So we're going to actually move into a bigger building, hopefully, Ooh. and uh, and for our pulp uh, culture expo, which is in February, we're going to have more comic writers there as well. So nice. I just expect this thing to grow and get bigger. But yeah. um, I think uh, for this one, uh, for Scarefair in October, October 30th, it's going to it's going to be quite an event. Um, there are some great artists as well um, that are going to be there. I got a, um, a message from Curtis uh, Reykjavik. He's the artist out of uh, Las Vegas. And he's an artist that I've only seen his art several times, and never purchased it. It was always too expensive. But never, and his wife texts me, "Can we get in?" Oh, hell yeah, you can go in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know. And this was he, they're coming from Vegas. Now Dan has a following from um, Arizona, Vegas, and LA. So we cover three states right there. And in, in our area of Victorville, where the events being held, we got we're kind of like a good spot for all three states coming and uh, check out some of Dan's work. Yeah, Yeah. that's great. And great location. I've never actually even been to, it's Modesto, is that? Modesto, you've been to Modesto? No, we're in Victorville. I haven't been to Modesto, actually. We're in Victorville. We're uh, still Southern California. We're San San Bernardino uh, County. okay. It's the largest county in the United States. It's uh, 40 minutes east of uh, Los Angeles. Right. Yeah. And you guys are located where? What's that? Where are you located? We're in Kansas right now. Kansas. Kansas, Kansas Wichita, Kansas. My my grandmother was born in Kansas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've but, never been out there. No, I, I've been through there. I've yeah. actually made a stop there for an appointment, but uh, I've never uh, gone any. Uh, I haven't done any um, searching for any uh, landmarks or anything out that way <laughs>
0: yeah
3: i don't think there's a whole lot <laughs> in kansas
4: tornadoes tornadoes really cool storms we're, we're pretty new uh to this area we've been here for like two years three
0: two and a half
3: two
4: and a half years so she's from seattle and i'm from all over the place but mostly california
3: now i saw a video of you Isaac. the video and then speed it up is a video of you packaging your own comics and sending them out. It's a video that was on, uh, I think it was on your uh, Facebook, I think. I'm not sure which one. And there was a view taking the actual comic books, wrapping them and then putting them in the box and and sending them out. I just want the fans to know the kind of work that you put out, because you do that all, all yourself or do you have a team that does it or distribution?
4: Yeah, this is my team right here. (laughs) yeah i mean last time my mom came out and helped a little bit but so far it's been us so and we'll have like you know 700 uh orders to send out so it's not undoable but it's a lot of work
3: yeah that's
4: crazy yeah what about your publishing who does your publishing well so far we just uh have our backers and then people that buy stuff through the, Oh, do you mean the printing? Yes. So we print through uh print lore. Uh, we also, they're out of Chicago. They've done a really good job so far. Uh, we've also done a little bit of work with, um, artist express, artist express out of, uh, Arizona, Phoenix. I'm sure you're aware of all the, there's a lot going on in Phoenix right now. Yeah. Obviously, Coffin
3: Comics. Coffin Comics, yes. Yeah, And still uses Coffin Comics for his uh, distribution as well, and uh, yeah, I'm sure that's smart. You know, I mean,
4: it's a lot. We spend a lot of time packing and shipping when we could be working on the next issue.
3: So. A lot of a lot of comic book artists, writers have gone Kickstarter, yeah, instead of going to main major publishers. Is there a reason why you decided to go Kickstarter? Yeah. I mean, in my
4: opinion, Kickstarter and Indiegogo are changing the game right now in a big way. So, I mean, it's crazy because, um, you know, a lot of the creators working at Marvel and DC right now are not making what they should be making, you know, and uh, there are a lot of guys coming out of, uh, you know, doing crowdfunding comics and they're not big names at all, you know, but they're it's basically taken a lot of the power and put it in the hands of the creators and allowed us to go straight to the readers straight to the fans and let them decide like what should be successful so i love it you know i'm i'm so thankful for uh those those platforms yeah so we wouldn't be able to do what we do without them
3: it gives you um more you're more in the driver's seat you have more control over your own product
4: yeah, this we have good. all the control and, you know, the the sales, that, you know, all the sales we make, that money's not going to a big corporation and then like us getting a small cut of it, you know, like we do the work and uh, we we earn off of it.
3: So it's great. That is great. I know um, Brian Polito. Yeah, I got a chance to interview him on a podcast last year and his uh, Lady Death comic from Covenant Comets um, has been around for some time over 25 years i think and uh, for him to kind of take the lead in going kickstarter and actually successfully very successfully taking control of his business and showing you uh younger artists uh how to do it is just awesome yeah
4: big time he's showing the way like he's the king yeah have you
3: had have
4: have you had a chance to work with him uh, no, I actually I haven't. We did. We met him briefly in uh, New Mexico, Albuquerque. Yeah. So, yeah, Yeah, we just got a really cool um, art germ Lady Death print. Oh, wow. Him, signed by him. So we've got that framed on the wall.
3: I have a couple of things uh, signed by him as well. I got quite a few Dan Mendoza signed, but uh, I've yet to meet him as well. Yeah, um, we'll,
4: we'll, we'll all meet him together. <laughs>
3: Yeah, hopefully at one of the events. Now you've worked with other other on other comic books, um, Cave Woman, I believe was it one of them?
4: Yeah, yeah, Cavewoman. Woman. Um, a friend of mine on Facebook, Andrew Mangum, uh, introduced us to uh, Kevin, who uh, is the uh, publisher for Emerald Entertainment. So, and then yeah, it's had us doing Cave Woman covers and
3: Patriotica is another
4: one patriotica love that series that's also coming out of phoenix
3: yeah that is great hub area i guess yeah i guess so um are you planning on working with anybody else yeah i mean we're always open to it you know i was looking i was actually looking through my boxes because i think i have a white widow of yours oh yeah Uh, yeah i think so uh my wife and i we we started collecting white widow over a year and a half ago i believe and uh we've just started collecting the different variant covers and i think and i I could swear i i have one of yours in that that stack as well
0: yeah it's in our shop too on the under others i think comic and others but yeah
4: yeah, if you look in the comics section and uh other comics, you you might you might see the book that uh you're talking about. Yeah, man, I we did uh the I make boys cry.
0: Oh, it's cover. not in there.
4: Oh, yeah, it's not in there. We uh we might be getting comps of that oh, that's one. That's right, that's right. But uh we're not really sure. They said they'd send some, but uh we just got the uh I did pledge to that White Widow campaign, though, and and got at least one copy. So...
3: (laughs) (laughs) You had to pledge yourself,
4: huh? Yeah. It's
0: by Isaac Bell, by the way.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They... uh, Yeah, a lot of the uh, comic uh, campaigns, they don't uh, credit the colorist. So she she gets left out of the credits (laughs) and it's so funny. Well, it's not funny, but like, I, I do this like really simple line art and then she like paints it and turns it into a masterpiece. And then it'll be like art by Isaac Bell. I'm
3: like, yeah, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Now on your, on your uh, metal shade, do you have other artists uh, do the cover as well?
0: We have a few. A lot of them are just our friends. One of them is Kevin, uh, Anthony DeCastro, your... Oh, no, he does the colors.
4: Yeah, Anthony, Kevin Anthony DeCastro did uh, some colors for us, and we'll continue working with him. He's a uh, great artist, and he got credited because she runs the campaigns and uh, mm-hmm. she makes sure those guys. Yeah,
3: get- make sure uh-huh. your, your color artists get credited as well. Yeah. Yeah. And we,
4: we also, I'm not, are you familiar with uh, Yo Yo?
0: Yolanda Ruiz? Yes yeah
4: she's amazing so she she just did a a piece of art of one of our characters and it was so good that we had to use it as a cover so she did she did a cover for us yeah she's our friend too i love that girl
3: the artwork that is right behind your head isaac that one i love the coloring on that one i didn't see that yes i didn't see it on your website or is it on your website um that one's amazing. That's so, this brilliant ladies. Did color. you do, did you do the coloring and the um, line work, or did you do the? So did the line,
0: uh, work line work, and I did the colors.
3: Yeah, that one's amazing. You guys, yeah. like I said, you guys work great together. Thanks, man. Thanks. Is there anything? Okay, you have your your website. Oh, um, how can how can somebody find you on Facebook, Instagram?
0: Yeah.
3: Can
4: we send you a thing or does she's
3: she's Kira Kira? Is that right?
0: Yeah, Kira Kira on Instagram.
4: Let
3: yeah a I, is it just one word yeah and that's spelled a-k-i-r-a-k-i-r-a-i
0: mm-hmm. yeah i like hearing people get confused
3: right <laughs> so i wanted to be sure we spelled that right and then uh, you isaac how can you be found so i'm insidious underscore isaac i-z-i-k so that
4: that's uh on uh twitter and Instagram so
0: he's trying to work his twitter a little more yeah
4: on on facebook i'm just isaac bell
3: isaac bell yeah uh that's a unique way that you spell your name isaac i-z-i-k is that the yeah. is that how it is on your birth certificate or is that no
4: so uh, like on my birth certificate it's isaac just the normal mm-hmm. spelling so when i was in school i always spelled my name a different way, just because I was a weird kid and (laughs) I would do weird stuff. And, uh, so, but I would always use a Z instead of, uh, the S. So then my art signature became I Z. And I loved that the way that signature looked. And I was like, man, I got to change my name to, to I Z I K now. So that's how I've always spelt it since I was, uh, a kid but yeah not it's not on my driver's license that's <laughs> that's a more uh a more uh, boring spelling <laughs> more boring stuff. people
0: don't get it they'll say like Isaac or Isaac uh,
4: yeah I was surprised you called me Isaac because everyone yeah. well, oh I, I knew
3: well, what it was well, immediately yeah
4: yeah people call me Isaac but is it whatever
3: you take it <laughs> what's yeah, funny yeah. is uh I get called Edward Edwin Eduardo all those names my name's just plain Eddie. That's Eddie? how it is. Yeah, that's how it is on my birth certificate and my um, social security card. And I was in the military. They used to call me Eddie Munster because I have a widow's peak. Yeah. And then, and then they went from Munster to just plain Eddie. So they were calling me by my first name, and they didn't even realize it. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah.
4: yeah. You know what's funny, man? I actually I had no idea what you looked like because I always see your profile picture when we talk and you're wearing a mask. So was, oh yeah. 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 A lot of people and then I went to your profile today and I was like, Oh, there's pictures of his face Is you know, he has a face <laughs> under there.
3: Yeah. A lot of people um, I, 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 for work, I did a lot of traveling and I would have to schedule my appointments on the phone. So I'd schedule appointments on the phone and then I'd fly out to go meet whoever I was meeting. Usually it was a, Doctor, um, a um, a plastic surgeon, and I'd go out there and meet him, and he'd be like, uh "You're not what I expected," and I, I guess from the way he spoke and everything else that I, I didn't have the beard. though. this beard is a uh, has grown during COVID, and my oh, wife really? likes it. My wife likes it, and she says, "Leave it." Now I shaved it once during that time. She, she did not like that I shaved it. <laughs> I, but, I, I but, mean, I like the beard, man. It looks cool. But I was um the way i grew it the first time was more at angle so it was perfect this time it's like really weird growing but uh da- david harrigan told me to uh dye it dye dye, it. Uh, dye the beard yeah because he had he had a blue one and now i think he has a pink so he's gonna come to scarefair as well with a, a dyed beard, right dye beard huh? yeah
4: I, I mean i'm a fan of the gray but you know you got the gray and the black going
3: in there oh my gosh look my hair is black well my beard is gray
4: it looks good like that yeah, though like, just,
3: yeah and i've been growing my hair too so uh, see how black my hair is and then look yeah. luscious it's a, it's a dark brown yeah, yeah and uh, and my I'm beard is gray,
4: but my hair is like platinum or it's really light so you can't see my gray hair it's kind of disappointing i I want people to think that I'm
3: wise, but uh, it's not wise. It doesn't work for me either. It does not work <laughs> for me. My mom, she just stares at me all the time. Why do you grow that? Why did you grow that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, anything else you guys want to add? No, I mean, uh, any kickstarters coming up? Any? What's that? Any kickstarters coming up? Any uh, yeah. promos? Yeah.
4: Okay. So we're hoping for August, September timeframe, we'll be launching a Kickstarter campaign for Metal Shade Issue Zero. So, And we've been working on that issue. We learned a lot from doing the first two issues. So this is a step up in quality and just understanding how to make a comic. So really excited about this this next issue. We've been teasing it online.
0: We put our all art-wise into this issue so the first issue we really threw down on the lines and I liked Sana Takeda from Monstrous I liked her colors and I think I kind of like maybe mimicked it a little bit too much it wasn't I it still turned out amazing in my opinion but I wasn't like doing my full thing like my she, she's
4: grown as a colorist we we've yeah. both
0: and then the second issue is amazing too I know that we felt that we could do better and this issue that's coming out he put everything in his lines i put everything in my colors so it'll be a treat a visual treat for everyone
3: do you guys still surprise yourselves yes we like, we
0: surprise ourselves
3: yeah. yeah like with the next creation after you finish do you surprise you, yourself uh still every time you do a drawing or a coloring do you guys say well i can't believe i came out with that or change your creativity yeah i mean it's
0: i i
4: oh, I, I mean it's it's cool what we're able to do now because it's you know it takes so much work to get to the to a level where you are happy with what you're uh, putting out there so i mean i i definitely spent most of my life just being very unhappy with uh my art <laughs> so
0: yeah i isaac will stare at his art when he's finished it for like literal hours and it's kind of cute and for me i'll look back at my drawing like how did i do that like <laughs> i'll think that a lot how did i do it
3: yeah oh, that's cool i want to put this out for your fans that are will be coming to scare fair if you're planning on coming you will have an exclusive Thanks. something yeah. that you have mind. okay
4: yeah so we're gonna do an exclusive ashcan preview of issue zero uh and that'll be showing up at at scare fair. that's so cool. putting that together so
3: so if any of you guys want an exclusive come up to scare fair, meet isaac and alexa it was my privilege having you guys both on today's podcast i do appreciate it i do appreciate you guys yeah
4: thanks for having us on man
3: oh no problem it was a uh, very emotional for me to have you guys here because I, this is new for you guys. This is uh, this is a new podcast for me. This is actually my third podcast for this show. Um, my public life as an American nerd. So you guys are my second guest on my third podcast. So cool. welcome. <laughs> I do appreciate it, and uh, you guys, thank you very much. I do like really do appreciate you guys coming on, and thank I, I and I appreciate you guys doing Scarefare October thirtieth. San Bernardino Fairgrounds, and Victorville coming out to meet both Isaac and Alexa. Thank you, guys. Hell yeah. Thanks, man. All right. Goodbye. You too. Peace.